Hey there, hardworking mama, and welcome to another exciting episode of Moms Who Mean Business, the Kate Rotten Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Rotten, and I'm thrilled to have you here today. On this show, we dive deep into the adventures of mom life and business with a whole lot of grit, grace, and growth. Whether you're juggling snack negotiations and conference calls or taking life one PTA meeting at a time, you are in the right place. <laughs> I promise we'll keep it real, share some amazing stories, and maybe even share a few embarrassing mom moments along the way. After all, life isn't perfect, and that's what makes it beautifully messy. So get ready to laugh, learn, and be inspired together as we explore the beautiful mashup of motherhood and business with a dash of humor to keep us all sane. Thanks for joining our movement where we celebrate your journey as a mom who means business. Hey there, mamas. Welcome back to another episode of Moms Who Mean Business, the K Ratten podcast. So today, I want you to get ready because we're diving deep into what I call the intricate dance of parenting and business. There's a whole lot that goes on in our lives when we're navigating childhood and childcare and clients and projects and team members. There's a lot going on. And I'm going to share some of the practical tips that worked for me and some personal stories of the crazy things that have happened when I've been trying to manage this constant juggling act and share a little bit about what didn't work for me. And I hope that it's relatable. I hope that it feels like you're not alone in this journey. And maybe we can have a couple laughs along the way because it, it it's just humorous at this point. So dive in. Let's get ready. I hope you enjoy. So first up, we're tackling some of the real challenges that come with managing kids and clients and all of the pieces that come with that. So from conference calls that are interrupted by toddler tantrums, um, can we get an amen if we've experienced that one before? Because I definitely have. To finding creative solutions for unexpected childcare hiccups. Um, that feels daily sometimes. And I'm going to share some of the practical tips that I've come up with to help me handle these crazy situations as they arise, because it can feel like a daily or constant snafu in my schedule and has the potential to be incredibly frustrating when all I want or need to do is get something done in my business. So first things first, I've said it before, and you're probably going to go, oh, not this again, Kate. But I promise it is like the most important lesson that I've learned in business thus far. And so I am probably going to talk about it in every episode and I'm going to apologize in advance for that because it's just so critical that I really drive this home for everyone. Here it goes. Stop trying to balance everything. Balance doesn't exist. It is a freaking disaster waiting to happen. We need to stop trying to find the perfect balance between kids and work or, I don't know, personal life and work life. All of these things are great and they're important and they're key elements of our everyday lives, but we can't balance them. Everything has its moment. Everything is a priority at some point. So right now, I challenge you to stop balancing. Instead, start prioritizing. My priority from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. is me. Whatever that looks like. I don't have a schedule. It's just me. From 6 a.m. till 
eight o'clock when my kids get on the bus, my priority is my kids making lunches, getting breakfast, making sure they're dressed for school and teeth are brushed and hair is done. All of those important things. Getting them to the bus stop on time. That is a feat in of itself. Those are my priorities during that time frame. From eight until nine, that's making breakfast. It's me again. It's coffee because coffee's life. It is my time to get myself organized for the day from nine until, depending on the day of the week, 2.30 or 3.30. That is work time. That is when I am dedicated to sit at my desk and get my crap done. That's when I have meetings. That's when I have important things going on in my life regarding work. Then from that point on is family and home life, whether it's dinner or kids activities or friends, whatever. That's the evening. I set my priorities in those blocks of time and I don't try to balance everything in one of them because that is crazy making. So priorities are more important than balancing. Sure, can you have a 50-50 split of your priorities so that half the day your priority is your family and the other half of your day is your work? Sure, whatever works for you. I don't care how you split your priorities, but please stop trying to prioritize everything. I've done it. I've been there. I got the burnout trophy of the year. It isn't ever worth it. So now that I have drilled into that and drilled it into you, hopefully. More importantly, not more importantly, but another thing that I really want to impress in this episode is that sometimes, especially when we're new in business, or maybe it's specific to our industry, I'm not sure, um, we get kind of caught up in professionalism and it is likely depends on who your clients are. But for me, my clients are moms, moms in business. So they get what I'm doing. Yet I still was trying when I first started my business, I was still trying to weave in this corporate layer. Um, and I, I didn't work in corporate, but I, my workplace had that kind of energy. And I was trying to weave in this like corporate professionalism into my business. and it was stupid. I wasn't serving those people. They didn't care if my hair was in a ponytail and I was wearing a hoodie. They probably were too. They didn't care if I had kids. They have kids too. They didn't care if they could hear a cartoon playing in the background. They probably had cartoons on in the background too. Survival of the fittest. Sometimes TV wins. So it's really important that we be real and honest about who we are and where we're at in our lives. And sometimes that means that we pick ideal clients or industries to work in and serve with our business that meet today's need. It is really, really hard. And I give so much praise and kudos to the women who can make it happen to have a corporate air about you and that layer of professionalism when you have chaos happening around you. Now, obviously, when kids are in school, it's a bit different. But if you have toddlers or young babies like I did when I started my business or you're juggling summer vacation, you're going to have stuff going on around you. It's not going to be like working in a corporate office. And if your clients have that expectation, it can be really, really stressful. So I'm not telling you to change your industry or change your clients. I'm just saying if you're starting out, consider it. 
because I didn't start with. And as soon as I kind of made that realization, I went, oh, when I serve moms, they get that sometimes kids are sick. Or, oh, when I serve a more laid back population, they're okay that I live in yoga pants, hoodies, and a ponytail six out of seven days of the week. It's okay. It's just being real and honest and finding the right clients. I mean, (laughs) I can't even... That there's so many stories of times where I've been like ashamed of what's been going on behind the scenes of my Zoom call because life was just chaotic. Um, there was times that I was on a Zoom call and my very new baby, I think my daughter was like mm, three or four months, um, she was hungry and I had to nurse. And so I was like, secretly she was like behind the scenes of the camera on the floor in her little bouncy seat beside me and I was like rocking her with my foot while I was on the zoom call and she was a little bit fussy and so I was like I'm gonna have to feed her so I was like trying to lift up my shirt and nurse her without that getting caught on the video and it was so stressful it was crazy but it's just what I did to try and you know move the needle along and that was with the client well they were a mom, um, their business overall, they had other business partners and it was a lot more professional and it just wasn't a good fit. There's other times where I was on a zoom call and my son woke up from his nap super early. And usually he would wake up and like play quietly in his crib and he'd be good for like literally an hour. He would just sit in there and play quietly. Not that day. Nope. I was sitting there on my zoom call and I could hear him chattering on the monitor. So I just turned it down a little bit and we're like, all good. He starts losing it in his crib. And it started like a little bit of a cry to start. And I'm like, oh, he'll be okay. No, he started losing it. And I'm like trying my internal struggle was like, I, I really just want to go see him. I want to go take care of him. I need to go see what's going on. But they were like, the client was in the middle of talking and then I felt bad about interrupting them. And this internal struggle in my brain was happening when the client said, is that your baby crying in the background like do you need to go holy hannah talk about shame and guilt and embarrassment i knew in my heart i just wanted to go see my baby but i was trying to be this professional businesswoman it was it was brutal and i vowed to never choose clients over kids again um it wasn't a moment i was proud of it wasn't a moment that felt good It just, it was shitty, to be honest. It sucked. Um, But it was just one of those lessons I had to learn the really hard way. And my client understood. She was like, it's okay. I totally understand. Like, babies are babies. You go take care of them. She was amazing. It was not her that brought on the guilt, even though she wasn't a mom. She was a businesswoman. Um, It it still didn't make me feel any better that I had let my kid go for a minute. Um, But yeah, that was that was just another moment of like, this isn't working. And I mean, to be honest, I sat down, I knew I had to plan this podcast episode. I had it all planned out as I'm going to record it as soon as I take my kids to the bus, all good. Yeah. Then next thing you know, my daughter's sick and she's home and now she's sitting in the other room watching cartoons. And is it possible that she'll come in and maybe you'll hear her tiptoeing past in the recording, or maybe you'll hear the door open and hear the cartoons for a second. Is that possible? Yeah. 
do I have a five-year-old daughter who I run this business so that I can be home with and do more with and be more involved in her school? Yeah. So is it okay that maybe those background noises happen once in a while? Hell yes. And so now at this point, 10 years into my business, I am totally confident with saying, don't mind the noise in my background, just my kid's home. Or, oh, if you notice that my chickens are on my deck behind me, just ignore them. I am confident enough now as a business owner to say, this is me. This is who I am. Deal with it in the most loving, kind, compassionate way possible. But I wasn't that person 10 years ago. So trust me when I say it takes time. Trust me when I say that it is really, truly worth it to be real and honest with your clients and find the right ones who understand when you're doing a Zoom call from your car because you're headed on a class field trip or when you have to nurse on a Zoom call so you're going to turn your camera off or, you know, there might be background noises. Whatever the reason might be, the right clients are out there who will understand, who don't care, that's okay. And as I said at the beginning, it is all dependent on industry and to your audiences. But let me tell you, life is short. Kids are only young for so long. If you can manage to find the right clients, don't care in your industry, just do it. It's worth it. Okay. Now that we've gone through that and you've heard some of my most shameful stories ever that I don't know that I've ever told anyone, I want to talk a little bit more about navigating this life that we're creating without sacrificing the joy of parenthood. So as I shared in that earlier story of that, like amazing layer of shame around letting my son cry in the other room. It's really challenging to have that joy of parenthood and the success of your business on the same platform. It can be challenging to navigate that. So I want to share with you some of the time management hacks and the power of setting realistic expectations um, and finding moments of joy in the midst of all the chaos that's around you. As moms and business owners, we truly do see it all. And so it's really important for us to lean into that and be able to find those moments. So there's a couple kind of time management hacks or strategies that I use and that I recommend to a lot of my own clients because we're all, we're all in it together. Um, it can be stressful otherwise. So one thing that I see tooted across the internet is it's the power of time blocking. And I tried time blocking and I felt so tied to everything. And I resist structure on all fronts. Like you give me a cut and dry schedule and I will scream and cry and throw a toddler tantrum on the floor. I hate it. But... I also need it to function. Welcome to my ADHD brain. Um, so one thing that I didn't like about time blocking is that I felt like every moment of my day was suddenly mapped out and I had to go do only those things and there was no dopamine chasing or spontaneity ever. That is just no, that doesn't work for me. So it made it really challenging to juggle the kind of hiccups of parenting with kids home or pro D days or class field trips or whatever may pop up during the day or the week made it really challenging for me to try and navigate that. So instead of time blocking, I, I shouldn't say that I time block, but I don't block time. 
So let me explain that because that people are probably going, what the heck then? Um, so I look at my calendar and I kind of, I do repeating events on my Google calendar. So every Monday, like such and such happens and it repeats every week. So that is great because I never have to sit down on a Sunday and look ahead of my week and move all my blocks around because that's just not ever going to happen. I like spending Sundays with my family out and about doing whatever. So they recur. I know they're always going to be there. It works for me, but I don't block that time mentally so that if my kid's field trip comes up on Monday when such and such is supposed to happen every week, I just move it. It's okay. So for me, it was a mental thing. I had to know that those blocks of time were there for me to be productive and efficient and get stuff done during my working hours. But it didn't mean that I blocked that time from anything else. It just meant that I had to make adjustments in my schedule, move it around, and um, make a sacrifice, if you will, somewhere else in my calendar. So maybe that event couldn't happen on Monday morning, but it could happen on Thursday afternoon when I was supposed to have an hour of me time. So it's more about juggling and allowing some flexibility, but mentally I had to tell myself that just because those blocks of time were there didn't mean that it had to happen right then in that time where it never happened at all. I didn't have to block that time only for that. It just meant that that block of time had to happen at some point that week and I could juggle it as I felt fit. So that was truly a mentally stumbling block for me or a mental stumbling block for me, but it was a big one. Once I did that, I was like, oh, okay. So this structure is to work with me, not for me to fight against. I always, always, always build the flexibility into my schedule because 10 years in of doing business and having kids and farm animals and pets and, you know, family, things happen. Life happens. I don't know how many times my husband was like, oh, can you run to the bank? Well, the bank hours are usually during my work hours. And then what do you know? It messes with one of my blocks. So it's something like that where it's like, okay, I need to be flexible and give myself grace in knowing that this schedule that I've created is a suggestion. These tasks are all things that need to happen. And these blocks are suggestions of time when I can do them. It's up to me to commit to getting those tasks done in the week. And knowing that if I move it, it has to get moved to somewhere else. So be super open about your schedule too. If someone says, hey, you could do this on this time because you don't have anything on your calendar. It's like, well, no, but it is still my working time. So, you know, there's, we got to talk about this. So be honest and open when it comes to your schedule with your family, with your friends, it's okay to say my working hours are from nine until two thirty. During those hours, that's my time to work, and I can't commit to anything else. It's okay. It's okay to be totally honest about that. Um, if you're anything like me on the neuro neurodivergent scale, I find it really hard to bounce from task to task or um, dive into a project and then be pulled out of it by, say, a kid needing a snack. Um, we call that being the snack bitch in our house, pardon the language. Um, I really struggle with that. And so for me, I make a point of if my kids are home, I typically will work 
on very small tasks that are five minutes and then I cannot be disturbed during those five minutes. I cannot sit down and do an hour or two hour long project with them home, knowing that I'll be interrupted and be pulled in and out of it. My brain just does not work. It leads to a whole lot of frustration and grumpy mom and no one likes that. So I just know that about myself and I factor that into my day and make adjustments to my flexible schedule as I see fit to make that accommodation. It's also really important to set boundaries and say no. Um, You don't have to be a yes person. I was a yes person for a really long time. I call myself a recovering yes person because I still find myself doing it once in a while. Um, It's also really important to know why you're a yes person. I am a yes person because I love being of service to other people, not because of how it makes me look, not because I feel the need to make everyone happy and feel good. Um, I just love, that's my love language. I love being of service to people. So I manage my yesing by knowing that if it's something that will fill my cup, then that is really important to me. So just because you work from home doesn't mean you're always available is another point that I want to talk about because I remember when I first started my business and it was like, oh, you're home. Can you watch so-and-so? Well, I'm home, but I'm still working. Um, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, it was really hard because I was like, oh, well, mom, it's okay. And I realized that I got no work done that day because I said yes to something that I shouldn't have said yes to. Um, You don't have to be that yes person. You don't have to be that person for your family or your friends or your clients. It's okay to put yourself first. If not, if you continue on the path of being a yes person for the wrong reasons, it will burn you out. It will create resentment and frustration and it will not be healthy. So. I say that from a place of complete understanding and recovering. So just know that it's okay to set boundaries and prioritize yourself. It's okay. It's okay to say, what is important to me in this moment? Is it completing this project that needs to get done by the end of day today? Or is it going to play outside with my kids? Sometimes it's not what you want, but it's what needs to happen. And so setting a priority instead of trying to strike that balance that heaven forbid that ridiculous balance. Um, It's okay to just set a priority of what needs to be important in that moment and then know that you'll make up for it later. Um, Beyond all that, those are all things that I've done and tried and attempted and failed at in my business at various points. But it's also really, really important that we cultivate resilience and find joy in this journey of motherhood and business ownership. Because fucking hard. (laughs) Sorry for the F-bomb, but I don't know how else to say it and get the point across of how hard this can be as moms. If nothing else, I want to leave you with this. I want you to find laughter in your day. It truly is the best medicine. If you can find humor in the mistakes, find humor in the frustration, find humor in the spilt milk, I don't know, just find something to laugh about. Include your kids when you can, when it comes to your business. If you're taking photos, hand the camera to them. You might get some of the goofiest, silliest, funnest shots just by doing that. Um, Include them in your business in terms of letting them know what you have to go do. 
so that you can be open and honest with them that sometimes life isn't all rainbows and lollipops and we do have to work and do things sometimes. Just know that however you juggle this phase of your life and business, it's the right way for you. Okay? You got this. Just promise me one thing. Don't compare your journey to anyone else's. It won't get you any further. It won't make you feel any better. And no one else cares. Most importantly, remember that you're not alone in this journey. And managing a business and a family is an ever-evolving process that we're all navigating together. You're not alone. I got you. So if these stories and tips resonated with you, I encourage you to share your own. It's also relatable. We're all going through this in the same way of just figuring it out as we go. So drop your stories and experiences and insights in the community. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear some of your humorous stories and maybe make me feel less alone in my shameful stories as well. But don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to keep this space thriving for all of us mompreneurs because we're in this together. I am so excited for our next episode. Be sure to tune in. Next one is turning passion into profit. I'm going to dive into some really common challenges faced by mompreneurs and moms in business and then cover how to conquer them with resilience and determination and find success on the other side. It truly is a journey that you don't want to miss. So see you next time. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Moms Who Mean Business, the Kate Ratton podcast. We hope you enjoyed this roller coaster ride through the world of mom life and business. <laughs> Before we go, remember to subscribe, rate, and leave a review if you loved what you heard today. Your feedback keeps this movement going strong, and it is so appreciated. If you've got questions, stories, or just want to say hi, don't be shy. We love hearing from you. Reach out to us on social media or drop by our website. Until next time, keep rocking life. From school pickups to strategic huddles, you've got this, mama.